0: What is up, guys? Welcome back to episode six of Money Talks Hockey. First, just wanna say that I had some microphone issues today and was not able to record the solo part of my podcast. So it's just gonna be an interview. And today I interviewed Casimir Kaskasuo, currently of the Nashville Predators Organization. Right now on their taxi squad as their third goaltender. And it was a great interview. I really enjoyed it. He's very insightful, has a lot of great thoughts, and he's just a great guy overall. And he's also a YouTuber, currently with over 20,000 subscribers. And he does a really good job of giving insight into what life as a pro hockey player looks like. So I hope you guys all enjoy the chat that Kaz and I had today. I am pleased to welcome my first active professional hockey player. Currently in his fifth pro season, he is a veteran of nearly 100 AHL games and made his NHL debut with the Toronto Maple Leafs last year, and is currently on the Nashville Predators taxi squad. You can also find him on YouTube, where he runs a vlog channel with over 22,000 subscribers. I am pleased to welcome Casimir Kaskasuo. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. It's game day here in Nashville, uh, but like you said, on the taxi squad, so just kind of a chill day for me. And um, yeah, looking to uh, get the team back on track.
0: Living out of a hotel right now.
1: That's that's the life right now. Yeah, family's back home in Minnesota, and like just I got bags everywhere in this hotel. I got to switch hotels here in a couple days again, and it's it's definitely different. But I'm glad to be playing hockey.
0: What a grind. Can That's you, way put it. <laughs> can you explain to my audience what life is like on the taxi squad, especially considering it is a new thing this year?
1: Yeah. So it's, um, it's, a little, it's still trying to figure out kind of how like the ins and outs of it and like the pros and cons, but, uh, pretty much like, um, uh, third goalie for me, like, um, uh, like a healthy scratch for pretty much for every game. And then uh, just travel with the team when we go on the road and um, just, you know, if there's anything that you need a goalie quickly, you don't have to call him up and like have to travel and who knows how long that's going to take and the protocols and all that. So I'm traveling with the team, uh, practicing here and there with the teams depending on the day. And so just staying with the protocol and kind of part of the team, but not, not playing so and if anything happens i'll be ready to go right away so um yeah obviously in a perfect world both guys up top stay healthy and play well so there won't be much games for me but um so that's one 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 part of it and i feel like a lot of teams are gonna uh, have a little bit of a rotation with the ahl and the taxi squad just so everybody can stay sharp get some games in and since I haven't played in a year. So it's, it's definitely different, but it's nice to be here with the team and practice with the, the top end guys. And um, yeah, good to be part of the team.
0: Have you gone up and down at all between Chicago and Nashville?
1: Yeah. So it was like a week after regular season started here. I just kind of stayed and skated again, like as an extra guy. And then they sent me to Chicago to start chicago's training camp and then uh like three days later i had to drive right back to nashville and been here ever since
0: yeah grind i guess
1: yeah Yeah, different but you gotta embrace it
0: so do you skate with the so like during practices and stuff do you skate with the nhl guys do you skate with renee and saros and stuff
1: yeah so it kind of depends on the day i mean it's there's not a Whole lot of practice day since it's a pretty condensed schedule. I feel like we're playing every other day. Yeah, like we just played Tampa last night, play them again tonight. So, uh, for example, this week we had a practice on Sunday, and there wasn't enough extra guys on the taxi squad to like have an extra skate. So I just hopped on the I hopped on the practice with those guys and just kind of was if they ever needed a break, like those guys don't usually take breaks or anything like that, but if they wanted to take a little breather, then I would be flagged in for a little couple shots here and there. And then at the end of the skate, you usually just take whatever extra shots and like get some goalie drills in. So uh, definitely not ideal, but at least I'm getting to face those high end shooters like we have on our team, like some of the best in the league. So it's fun to go against those guys and that's kind of the experience you don't get anywhere else, but yeah, some days there's just, like, um, before the real team, we have a taxi squad skate, and we kind of probably, like, four or five guys, whoever's not playing, hop on hop's on there, and we'll run some drills.
0: Facing guys like Forsberg, Arvidsson, Ryan Duchesne. Ellis, all those guys, Duchesne, yeah. just all great, I guess. Like, at least you're getting NHL practice reps in, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like, some, those guys are so deceptive, like, you can't really mimic that anywhere else. So yeah. even it's just a couple shots here and there, but I rather have those guys shooting and kind of see uh, if I need to get thrown into the NHL game, like those guys like yeah. that all over the league. And you just want to be prepared yeah. and feel comfortable facing those shots. Just stay ready. Yeah. If that's, and that's when your name like, does get called. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's kind of part of the job. And especially this year, you kind of have to, you might not get a full normal team skate in. So you just got to do your own thing and be ready.
0: Okay. So you grew up in Finland and made the move to North America at the age of 20 to play in the Null. What pushed you decide to decide to play in the Null? Like,
1: um, yeah, of- I think it's a different kind of story coming from Finland. Like, I think I was like 19. I didn't even uh, – Um. I didn't even know what college hockey really was. And there was also a, all, only a handful of guys, Finnish guys playing NCAA at the time. And luckily for me, I knew all those guys. They were my good friends. So I kind of like chatted with them and kind of got to know and hear more and like what it's all about and kind of started getting interested in it. And like in Finland, I was, I wasn't really playing much in juniors, So Um, but I was stuck behind great goalies, like Corbisalo for Columbus and Lonkin for Chicago now having a breakout year. So yeah, that guy's losing. Yeah. So I was playing behind those guys. So I knew those guys were great, but then again, like I wasn't playing. So I kind of knew like, okay, like there's a re like, I'm not losing to a bad guy, you know? So, but I felt like I was stuck a little bit and I had one more year of juniors left and I think Lonkin was coming back. So, um, I had to figure something else out and um, I had a chance to uh, test, go try out for USHL team or then like take a division three scholarship right away for next season. And <laughs> looking back, it's crazy, but I like really gave like thought of doing the D3 and or like just just going to USHL for a tryout. So I ended up deciding doing my last year juniors, trying out for a USHL team and uh, didn't make the team out of camp. So tryout camp. So flew back to Finland and didn't have a team and then just waited for, I think it was a couple weeks. And my agent called me and said, uh, you can go to play for the Minnesota wilderness if you want. And had to take that offer.
0: Did you like playing in the Null?
1: yeah it was it was different for sure I mean I was just so excited to be in North America playing hockey it was it was a small town like the smallest town probably in junior hockey and um not much going on but like just excited to be around guys who speak English and like just doing the junior thing and like living living in North America and in the U.S. and Uh, hockey started going good, so it doesn't really matter where you are when your games are going good. So, um, yeah, it was a really good experience and, um, yeah, travel was a little more than I was used to. Uh, but like I said, hockey was going good, so it didn't really matter.
0: Did you find the transition from the Finnish game to the American game difficult?
1: Um, not really. That's, that was the one. Big thing everybody was saying like as a for a goalie like the angles and stuff but um for me it almost worked out better i kind of there's not a there's not a whole lot of room for the forwards to uh do all their extra stuff on in the smaller smaller sheets so it's kind of more straightforward you come down the boards and you just shoot so yeah um for me it worked out great and still is so um didn't really notice that much of a much of a difference other than my game going to a next level up here.
0: And then Minnesota Duluth came calling. You ended up going there for two years. What was your favorite memory from your time up
1: in Duluth? Um, I think just, you know, like you live with your classmates and like all these guys like living in hockey houses and stuff and just like the teammates that I had and like those friends and it's still... Cool. Like I met my wife in my freshman year, so we still this offseason we spent in Duluth entirely. So, got to skate with some of the guys who I played with and who are now in the NHL. So, it's it's special to um, kind of spend some time with those guys even after college, and you know, just like the the atmosphere that we had. Like you uh you live on your own for the first time, but you live with your teammates, and then it like especially Minnesota, like hockey is so crazy up there. And uh, the student sections for each game were always packed and loud. So the atmosphere at the games were awesome. So uh, definitely um, looking back, I wish I could have done more than two years, but um, obviously had to take the pro opportunity when it was the right time.
0: And then after two years, you signed with Toronto where you spent – Four years in the minors, including your first, where you spent mostly in the coast and then one on loan in the AHL. Do you regret signing after two years and wish you could have stayed for another year or two at UMD, or do you think it was the right time to turn pro?
1: Oh, it was definitely the right time. Um, that was kind of my plan. I like when I went to college and I had a good year in the North American League, and I had some, I was almost drafted. Um, and then just like the free agent interest that I had, like I was hoping not to stay for four full years. Cause that would have, I would have probably been 24 or 25 when I would have started playing my first year. Pro, pro season. Yeah. So definitely it was the right time. Yeah, I think I was 22 and I didn't want to wait any longer because you get older and you kind of start losing your value. And so, and I had a, two good years in Duluth and I had a couple teams that I had to pick from. And, uh, so definitely the right timing. You never know if you stay an extra year, like if you get hurt or like if the opportunity won't be there anymore. So it was always, of course, always my dream to sign an NHL contract. So I, I couldn't pass up that offer and it felt like the right time. And my, felt like my game was ready.
0: What other teams came calling other than Toronto?
1: Um, there was, there's a few teams during the process, but I think, um, during the, uh, during my sophomore season, but when, when the season got done, I didn't really want to think about it too much before actually we lost out. And then, um, obviously at the time, like college gets done a little earlier than the NHL and the AHL. So wanted to get, wanted to sign pretty quick so I can join the AHL team. there. Uh, quick and hopefully get some pro games in. And uh, when we did lose out with UMD, then Toronto was the the main main target and who wanted me the most. So it kind of it kind of just made sense to go with Toronto.
0: And you played a couple games with the Marlies that year,
1: right? Yeah. So a week later, I think I played my pro pro debut uh in Syracuse, so or against Syracuse in Syracuse. So so you just uh, joined yeah, them there. Uh, no, like it it's actually like a four hour bus drive from Marley. So I just a couple okay. days after the season was over, I signed, flew to Toronto, uh had a couple practices and then then played. So quick turnaround.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then you spent the next year mostly in Orlando in the coast. What's it like playing down there? Like you don't really think of Orlando as a hockey market i mean granted tampa like they have a huge fan base they're pretty successful but orlando and the echl what was that like
1: um it was it was a different kind of experience for sure now looking back and um it was nice that we played at the same arena where orlando magic plays so like it was probably the best east coast league arena so that was pretty cool to play some games there and I think the practice facility that we had was um, pretty good compared to the league. So all that stuff was very, very well taken care of. And um, obviously you are living in Florida, so it's pretty nice out all the time. And so, but hockey wise, obviously it was just, just for me about getting getting some games in and getting some experience and, um, at the time Sparks and Bebo were both coming back to the Marlies who had been there for a few years. So I kind of knew that uh, at least to start off, I had to go to the coast and um, yeah, it was, it was different. It was, it's harder. There's not much structure in there. It's tough league for goalies. And obviously it's like some games, like it just turns into fighting all the time. And like, it's, it's definitely not a league that I would want to go into again. And, but to start off my career, I think it kind of helped me with mental toughness and kind of figure out my game a little bit and uh, overcome those obstacles and just be more grateful where I'm at today.
0: The adversity is huge. Like any goalie, I feel like, or any hockey player, actually. Yeah. I feel yeah, like for me, needs it's... to have that adversity. Yeah. You're going to face like... it at some point.
1: For sure. I mean, for me, like, I, like, I was a very late bloomer. I didn't start. I wasn't a starting goalie until I was in the North American league. I was 20. So, uh, a lot of nothing was never given to me. So I, you know, slowly worked on my craft and got better. And when things finally clicked, I had all this, all this adversity behind me and I know it's whatever happens, like I can deal with it. So very grateful for that. And, um, I think it's still to this day, like being in the taxi squad every day, like I'm sure some draft picks or whoever, like uh, guys who are a little entitled, like it might be a tough blow for them to kind of like be tossed around like this. But uh, for me, I've, I feel like I've <laughs> seen seen it all and got treated every way, every possible way. So I know to just focus on myself every day.
0: Yeah. Just got to stay humble, I
1: guess. Yeah, yeah, and day at a time.
0: And then the next year, you spent at loan to actually to the Chicago Wolves. What was that like? Was it a similar situation where Sparks and those guys and whoever his partner was that year? Yeah, yeah. Just-
1: so I kind of got called up at the end of that East Coast League season. I finished the season with the Marleys and – uh, I think I played like seven games at the end of my rookie season with the Marlies and played really good because I was coming from East Coast League when there's where there's no defense and hard league and all of a sudden I come to the Marlies, which is a very structured, very defensive defensive team, and I was playing really well right away. So, and that's where the the mindset comes in as well. So I was prepared for it and uh, played good. And then right before playoffs, Sparksy came down from the Leafs and he got hurt in the second game of playoffs and then I was the guy who was put in and we ended up going to the third round against one of the probably the best team in the league at the time Syracuse and we took him to game seven so definitely had a great finish to that season going uh, three rounds of playoffs and um, then going into next season obviously I was hoping to get a good chance and I think it's the first or second weekend of, of regu- regular season, and it was Sparks and me, and then Toronto traded for Calvin Pickard, like out of out of nowhere, and then I was kind of left as the odd guy out, the third guy in the in the AHL, and they uh, they just wanted to keep playing Sparks and Pickard, and then they kind of sent me to. Uh, back to Orlando for a weekend to just kind of get some games in. And then when I flew back from Orlando, I had a message on my phone when I landed that, hey, come to uh, the game rink and Lamariello wants to see you. And that's when they told me that they loaned me out to Chicago. So which I was kind of expecting because I I was ready for that AHL spot and I needed to get some AHL games in another season. The coast would definitely – not being what I wanted or would have been beneficial for me either. So, yeah, went out to Chicago on a loan because that was the year they had all those goalie issues and guys getting hurt, and that junior guy ended up playing in the NHL that season for them. So, um, yeah, went over there. Uh, They had a good team. It was a little different, you know, to be on on a loan from a different team, but at the time they had Vegas and St. Louis, so they already –
0: Oh, they were Vegas's.
1: yeah, yeah, Vegas that, and St. Louis true. was splitting it. So they were already there's that little bit of guys from different teams. And then um I got to step in there and and play a lot of games. So it, it worked out really good for me and thankful that Toronto uh found me a spot.
0: And that was the year that the Marlies won the Calder Cup, right?
1: Yeah. So that was the yeah, that was the year. And I think all those guys got healthy right before playoffs for Chicago Wolves and vegas so um i just decided to um because we were me and my wife were just staying at a hotel in chicago the whole time and then i wasn't like even practicing anymore at the time so we were like we're just gonna head back to toronto and i ended up doing like black a skating so the extra guys during playoffs with the extra group i was skating with the marlies at the time and then i think after the first round or the second round they just like pretty much sent most of the guys home, like because they had, they had so many like prospects and guys out of college skating as an extra group. So it was pretty much two full team. So they just let, let most of us go home and uh, we ended up traveling to Finland from Toronto. And I think I was in, we were in Iceland on a, on a stopover when the Marlies actually won it. So, uh, so you weren't yeah, even pretty, with the team when they close. won the
0: club. What's up? So you weren't even with the team when they won the Cup?
1: No, no, I couldn't even play for the Marlies because I was, like, officially loaned out that season. So there were yeah. some kind of rules that I couldn't come back. And uh, But I got to skate with the goalie coach I had in Toronto and with the, the group there. So And then, not, yeah, I wasn't with the team uh, when they won it.
0: Did they give you a ring at least?
1: Oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, no that's that wasn't, like, part of it at all. Yeah, I've been getting that a lot, especially the year after I was like, hey, congrats on the Calder Cup. And I was like, You weren't a a member of the team. (laughs) I didn't win it, sorry.
0: And then the next year you actually stuck with the Marlies. Was that just like a relief that you were with the Marlies with the Leafs affiliate in Toronto? Yeah. yeah, It was
1: it was a long time coming. It's crazy to think that the first two years I kind of spent somewhere else. When I should have been with the Marlies the whole time. And um, yeah, that that summer before that season, I got a two year extension with the Leafs. I had a good year in Chicago and um, kind of earned my spot to be with the Marlies. And um, yeah, I had a pretty tough start to that season. There was a lot going on. And like our, our daughter, our first daughter, was about to be born in December. So kind of struggled all the way up until she was born. And Kind of went on a run after that, and um, yeah, we had a good good end of the season, and yeah. once again, went into the playoffs, uh, conference finals, and lost to the the Charlotte, who was gonna, ended up winning the Cup.
0: And then the next year, which was last year, you also played with the Marlies, got called up for a bit, made your debut. What was it like making your debut, playing that game? Against Pittsburgh, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was it was fun. It was like it was a great achievement for me, and I I take nothing but positive things out of it. And even though the score wasn't what I was hoping for, or the result wasn't what I was hoping for, but I still felt like I played played good, played really good, and was able to play like I wanted to, and felt like I belonged there, and I can compete. So there's a lot of good things from that game, and obviously. Uh, just didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but a lot of, got a lot of confidence and that I can play in that level. And, um, yeah, it was, I'm, I'm proud of myself for like making the debut by earning it. Like I said, I went on the run after that, after our daughter was born. So for the rest of the previous season and even I had a strong start to that season, which, uh, gave me the opportunity to be called up and play. So, um, yeah, it was definitely the achievement that I've been working towards my whole whole hockey career. So uh, I was, it was a pretty cool moment for me.
0: What happened? Did Freddie or Hutch get hurt or whatnot?
1: No, nobody got hurt. So I think they just wanted to give me a shot, which which is the way I kind of wanted to wanted it to go. Uh, you know, there's always some guys who might might get their first games by. Cause they're injuries and they just get thrown in cause it's a back to back. But yeah, for me, for me, it was kind of a thing where I earned it and uh, that was the way I wanted it to go down.
0: That's awesome. And what do you think the hardest part about playing at the NHL is or in the NHL at the highest level possible?
1: I think just the, to level of competition. I mean, everybody's so good. Every Like not, that guys aren't fighting for their jobs in the AHL, but NHL more so like it's, you have to be at your best or there, there's somebody else who's going to take your spot. So the skill level is elite. You're playing against the best players in the world. And um, especially in that game against Pittsburgh, (laughs) Crosby wasn't playing luckily, but, but Gino Malkin was out there and you could just tell like, Did he score on you? He did. He put up three points, I think. So, uh, you can just tell he's on a different level. Like, just all those guys' the skill is so good, and they can pick goalies apart if you give them any room. And yeah, just fast. Everything's done so well. Like the quality with passing and catching and shooting and the accuracy. So it's uh, it's definitely the best of the best.
0: So I'm from New York. I'm a Ranger fan, and. So I've seen Sid and Gino for the better part of fifteen years. They're just so good,
1: both of them. Best best one two punch in the league. Yeah, I wish Crosby was playing so I could have seen him. But yeah, uh, even Malkin, like every time he had the buck in the in the offensive zone for them, like he just he just looked so dangerous. He could he looked like he could just snap it on a on a split second, or then he can find someone back door. So. It was it was fun to go against those guys.
0: One of those like holy shit, I'm actually playing against these guys moments.
1: Yeah, especially like Malkin, who uh, definitely those years when they went to the finals and stuff. Like used yeah. to watch those those games a lot, and now I was playing against Pittsburgh. It was a pretty dominant team back in the back about ten years ago, and I mean still still is, but um, yeah, it was pretty cool to uh, play play against those guys.
0: Yeah. And then COVID hit pandemic. You decided to start a YouTube channel. What went into that? What made you decide to do that?
1: Um, yeah, I was we we're going to the bubble with the leaves and um I was like the third guy and so I wasn't gonna play unless anything happened. So and I did see some of the NBA guys did some some vlogs from their bubble and um it seemed like a fun thing to do you know like hopefully once in a lifetime kind of thing like being in the bubble and I feel like um fans were really looking for any extra content and you kind of realize how how important the fans are when you're you miss the game so much like it was like I'm a big hockey fan so I I missed the game and I can only imagine what it was like for the fans so I I figured it was fun to just kind of show around things were a little different than normally and behind the scenes of what's going on in the bubble and how things are worked out. And even for me to look back at, you know, the little details that we had in the bubble and, um, yeah, every, all the feedback was very positive. I didn't, I didn't plan on becoming a YouTuber or anything like that. I still don't think I really am one, but, um, I just, Nah, you're just just an NHLer yeah i just i just use it it's guys use social media all the time i just use youtube and nobody else is really doing like on youtube but um yeah everybody loved it and got a lot of traction and fe- po- the feedback was was positive so figured i'll keep it going and it's been it's been a fun hobby to do and uh enjoy it and getting better at it and i know a lot of free time now here in the hotels and I know some guys probably want to play video games and I just like to edit some videos and kind of show show the fans around and I feel like it's a good way to keep the fans connected. So um keeping it rolling the season.
0: Especially now with no fans allowed in buildings and stuff, like it's just so tough. Like yeah. It's not yeah, that's, it's not the same.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like that was most of that stuff is like what I would have died to to get to, to see as a kid growing up as a hockey player and, um, you know, a a hockey fan. And, and now I feel like I get to do that for some of those kids and even fans. And when they don't even get to go to the arena, there's some, some else so they, they can look into and kind of see what the life's like behind the scenes in the NHL. And, um, I'm lucky to be in a position where I can provide that and, I enjoy doing it.
0: And, what was life like in the bubble? I mean, you were in Toronto still playing out of the air Canada center, but it had to have been different, right?
1: Um, yeah, for, for us, our experience was pretty short. <laughs> yeah. The, um,
0: lost to Columbus.
1: Yeah. The qualified round, but yeah, I mean, everything was, everything was great. I mean, um, we stayed pretty busy. We couldn't hang out with each other really that much. We could go on that BMO field where the soccer stadium and kind of spend some time outside since it was middle of the summer. And um, there was like golf simulators in our team room. And uh, But when it, was, when it was practice day, we usually got there like um, right around noon and kind of practiced and got back to the hotel and then it was also already a dinner time. And then you just kind of sit around, like watch a movie or whatever else you would do on a normal day and game days. We'd go on the, go to the rink in the morning first game and then go watch the game at night. So uh I stayed pretty busy, but it got pretty repetitive. So I can definitely see like those guys who went to two or three or even in the finals. Even Tampa. Yeah. Like how, it might've gotten pretty tough to be away from your family and every day was the same, but I think the league did a good job and guys were excited to play hockey and it was a good setup. Everything was taken care of. we well and all kept keeping us safe. So I didn't mind it at all.
0: And did you spend the first part of COVID? Did you spend it in Toronto or back in Minnesota?
1: Um, we, we kind of took off from Toronto in March, mid March uh, when we kind of started hearing that, the border might close so we just kind of backed up our house and moved to Minnesota and you know because we never you never know what's like it was a great situation we didn't really know what could happen so yeah we just wanted to get uh, across the border and got to Minnesota and that's where where we kind of spent the quarantine and hoping that the season would get rolling and then uh, the bubble started so I had down the bubble and came back to Minnesota from there and I uh, was waiting for this season.
0: And I also have a couple questions submitted by listeners. How much involvement has, have the Leafs and Predators PR teams had with your, ch- have had with your channel? Like have they asked to do like collaborations and stuff, or have they like gotten upset at you or anything like that?
1: Um, no, I mean when I got to Toronto I just asked if it's okay if I do something like this. I didn't really know what it was gonna look like when I started doing it and how it's gonna shape up how YouTube even worked or anything like that. So uh but obviously teams wanna do teams do wanna see them before I release them. And yeah. if there's some things here and there that they wanna take out, then uh they'll just take out and I'll edit it again and um, so,
0: so you run it by them before you drop yeah, every so episode, just to
1: make sure I'm not showing something I'm not supposed to. Yeah, or, yeah, um, it's good to have that second second pair of eyes or a couple other people from the PR staff to take a look at it, and if there's something that I missed or did, so, um, so that's that's good. But yeah, Toronto, I didn't really get to talk to any of the PR about it. Really, they just kind of gave me the thumbs up and here. I got to Nashville and I didn't really know what to expect, but it was a very good experience. They, the PR guy kind of just pulled me aside with the goalie coaches. So, and they were like, we love that you're doing this and this is good for the city. And since it's a smaller market, like it's good for the team. It's good for the fans to kind of like keep them involved. So they want to help me out as much as they can. So, and be supportive. So that, that's great. And, um, yeah, they just told me if I ever need help with anything, then they can probably set something up. But um, so far, it's been trying to keep it pretty easy going since seasons have started. And um, but hopefully, hopefully something something more in the future. And uh, yeah, they've been they've been great.
0: And then, like, I mean, yeah, that's really good that they've been not only supportive but they've helped you out. And like it definitely brings good publicity for the team, the fan base, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm just bringing the camera around a little bit here and there, but and then just putting it together. And, uh, but it turns out to be, um, pretty coveted stuff that people want to see.
0: So I'm a goalie, right? Like I play prep school hockey and one thing i noticed is you recently started using a two-piece mask kind of like what tim thomas used to wear why 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 are you wearing a two-piece mask
1: for all the reasons um it just fits me way better with the wide jaw uh the two-piece construction kind of helped us um to just kind of like tinkle with the with the fit a little bit the the top part of it fits me really well. So, and then we could, uh, there's a couple prototypes that we went through and we dropped the cage a little bit from the original. So the chin piece comes down a little bit and just kind of opens up everything uh, visually and um, the, the drops the cat eye a little bit too, where it aligns perfectly with my eyes. And uh, since it's two piece, like you can, when you're making the mask, you can kind of bring the chin in or out just to fit you perfect. And uh, yeah, the fit fit has been great. Um, I've been getting like even hard shots right around here when it would normally push it back and like kind of jam my jaw Yeah, with the traditional masks. And I've had no issues with that. I'm, I'm actually surprised when I get hit in the face, I'm like, wow, I didn't feel that at all. But it even when it comes around the mouth area or the chin, it fits me so good and uh, yeah like the the visibility is great it's so open the window's bigger so I can when I look down there's nothing restricting me and um I feel like the ventilation is a little bit better for me too so but it's still like it's a modern mask like everything is all the ingredients as you could say is is top-notch just like a, the, any other mask COVID makes so um yeah, it's just a it's just a modern mask, but it has that oversized cage and the two piece construction just fit me better, and I feel like the performance is there for me.
0: And when did you decide to switch? Um, I think it was during COVID, right? During yeah. The so I
1: think I think after before the bubble in the bubble, I got my first one, and it was like the last couple years, like coveted mask is they have a shop right next to uh, the Toronto airport. Yeah. So I switched to COVID a few years ago and I've been a lot of times I just, I would just drive over to their shop and like uh, chat with those guys and like kind of make the, do a little modifications to my masks and try to make it th- just how I like it. And they've been awesome to work with. And they've, they have like those two piece masks on the, on the shelf and, we always kind of joked about that I might I might wear one one day, but I didn't think I would. And um, then I kind of tried on a couple and a little at a time. Like it, it started growing on me, and the fit was definitely there. So I, it's been, um, it it was I was a little self conscious when I wore that word the first couple di- times, but uh, now I feel like I can rock it pretty well, and uh, I think it looks pretty good, a little different, but. Um, yeah, the performance is there for me and got it in the bubble. And since then I think I've had a couple prototypes and this this one that has the admiral's paint is pretty much uh perfect for me. And actually one of the guys on the team a couple of days ago during practice was like started calling me Osgood because it looks like the Chris Osgood man. <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess my nickname is Osgood now.
0: <laughs> and might want to get it repainted now that the Admiral's opted out.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, obviously uh I don't get unlimited gear, but yeah, um uh, I think I think I have one in the way, so with some Nashville colors, that's all I can say.
0: Nice, nice, nice. And do you use any like custom grips on your stick and what type of stick do you use?
1: Um so yeah, I switched to the Bauer two X, I think, for this season. Yeah. Uh, they were great to work with. Just kind of sent my crazy trigger grip system for them, and they kind of molded it to work for me, perfect. And
0: so you use um, a trigger grip?
1: Yeah, it's kind of it's it's a little crazy. <laughs> it's a little different. So it has the trigger grip, and then like the thumb side is brought down a little bit as well. And uh, yeah, it's it's definitely different than um, I kind of use. I just kind of roll up the tape to make it like a little snake yeah. and just kind of roll it around both the knob and the, and the shoulder there. And I kind of like it a little, a little wider of a, or a thicker, thicker grip, um, feels pretty comfortable for me. And yeah, it's, it's definitely different than some of the other guys who would just go with the normal shoulder and no tape or anything. So yeah, I, I kind of like how mine feels. I have a lot of control and I think, uh, I think Rene was testing, trying out my stick about a week ago. He was looking at it, he's like, kind of trying to feel like where to put his finger on the trigger, and he was like, "Yeah, this actually feels pretty nice." So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy for me how how many goalies just default to the straight finger and normal shoulder. And
0: I mean, that's uh, what I do.
1: Yeah, but it just that's all just preference, and like if 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 that works for you, then then yeah. great. But I feel like a lot of, a lot of goalies should experiment with that. And that's so, uh, I've seen some crazy, crazy grips for sure. And like, um, like McElhenney for Tampa, like he, he shaves like this much off from both sides of the shoulder and he holds it like this, like from the wide part. So there's like, you just got to, play around and see what works best for you. And it, it's really helped me out with my blocker side. And especially when I'm holding my stick like the gripper, like the yeah. trigger. I feel like when I pull up to a high blocker, I can Helps use you that control index more. I can use that index finger kind of with the pulling motion other than like having it straight up and kind of like I don't it's a weird, weird feeling for me. So I encourage a lot of goalies just to try what what they uh would feel comfortable with and play around with it.
0: Yeah. And what's it like having two fellow Finns as your sort of goalie partners this year, like Rene and Saros?
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, and there's a lot of other uh, Finnish guys on the team, too. I haven't had this many Finnish teammates in about seven, eight years. So. Um,
0: not since you came over, I guess,
1: yeah, not since I came over I've maybe had one or two, but a year, but um yeah, it's fun, especially being out there with Renee and like getting to meet him this year like such a legend and like followed him growing up and uh how how great of a guy he is like just the nicest human ever and uh great goal he still like has those very special capabilities with his athleticism and so uh, just be around him just watching him play hockey is has been great and even choose like how technically great he is how explosive he is and like even though he's a sh- shorter guy but he can he works well around it and just um uh, very fun to watch both of those guys and trying to take the the good sides of both of those guys to uh that i can use in my game because i feel like they're both the extremes with the René being the this huge guy who stretches everywhere and like <laughs> and then Cesaros is this little guy who's compact but he's like so fast and gets to the position quick so uh, they're d- they're China different fans.
0: goalies they are
1: yeah for sure they're like completely different but then they kind of work well together like I always think that you kind of start to play like the other guy you're playing with because you see him in, at practice and goalie skates and whatever like you kind of like unconsciously start to play like the other goalie a little bit and for those guys it's perfect because pex might need a little bit more well pex is like i can't say that what pex needed that he needs anything because <laughs> like he's, he's a legend for so long he knows what he's doing but like especially for like those guys can play so different, but then they can take those little things from each other that can make themselves even better. And I'm just, I'm just there for all of it. Just trying to soak it in as much as I can, but yeah, it's, it's been fun just trying to um, I've kind of lost my finish a little bit, especially the the hockey lingo and the finish that I use around the rink. So I'm, I'm slowly getting it back and um, with all the finished teammates. So uh, it's, it's been a blast.
0: Who are the other Finns on the team? Uh, there's uh Grandland. Tolman,
1: Grandland, Tolman, and Haola. And I hope I'm not missing anyone. I think no. that's it.
0: Yeah, that's what it yeah. looks like. For look according to
1: yeah yeah, just three goalies and then and Haula. Yeah.
0: Do you find that you've gravitated to? those guys more just because they're also fins
1: yeah for sure I mean I know uh I knew Tolvanen and how a little bit before so yeah it's always kind of easy to like you have your special pack kind of with those guys so you can always kind of chat with them about anything no matter yeah. who's around <laughs> kind of yeah. thing so um uh, obviously you, you, you share that bond with those Finnish guys and uh, both those those goalies like Pex and Chews, like very nice guys and easy to talk to. So we have a pretty good thing going on. And um uh, even T and was kinda in the taxi squad a little bit to start to see. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time together as much as we could, obviously, with the protocols. But um, yeah. yeah, it's it's been it's been good. It's been fun to be around some things.
0: And like and I mean, yeah, it's just, I mean, your English is great, which I guess helps. Like, I mean, like if, as if you live here long enough, like eventually you learn good English and yeah. you speak great English. So
1: yeah, I feel like helps. I was good. I was good when I, when I came over, I always liked English at school. and uh, But then it was just about uh, making it automatic, you know, like going to gas station, going ordering crude like you you almost thought thought about it too much when you first did it and uh but now it's just automatic and obviously with American life and just speaking English at home at all times and yeah first first (laughs) six seasons over here like no finished teammates so it definitely helped out and um yeah I feel like English is pretty pretty good some of the guys didn't even know that I'm I'm from Europe sometimes. So yeah. I take that as a pretty good compliment.
0: Yeah. And what's your off-season training routine like? Like what workouts do you do? All that type of good stuff.
1: Um, pretty much everything. Right now, this off-season, there's really uh, nothing that is going to hurt you <laughs> pretty much. So just all around strength, just trying to get more. Uh, strength of the upper body as well and um, just kind of keeping that strength balance muscle balance between b- uh, lower and upper body and um, of course legs is always a big one you need strong legs and explosive yeah. legs so just kind of trying to do some some jumping and uh, explosive stuff with the legs and then uh, you can never do too much cardio and so be in shape that way and then we, we actually were lucky that we got on the ice pretty about two, three times a week, which is pretty good for the off season, especially during the pandemic. So we got, got on the ice two, three times a week. And then by the, when we got closer to the camp, I think we four or even five times a week we got on the ice. So run some drills, but yeah, pretty much just all around strength and explosiveness and uh, cardio and and then, obviously, you got to take care of your body as well. And Yeah, uh, so and stretch, important stretching and all that stuff. And core, core is obviously important as well for goalies. So uh, pretty much everything that you can think of, and it's going to only going to make me better.
0: Yeah, it's definitely an undervalued aspect of like being a hockey player, like just the off ice stuff. Yeah, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I can, if I just took like a summer off, like I, I would feel terrible and I would, I've noticed it the last few years that when you really put in the work, uh, it shows up on the ice and you can like play how you want to play for longer and faster and it just helps out and it's because today's game is so fast, you have to be so quick and get to your spots and like react from your, from your edges and hold your edges and all that stuff takes so much power. And so the stronger I am and the, the more, uh, cardio I do, then the, the better I can play on the ice and for longer.
0: Yeah. So one more thing, I noticed your shirt has like the KK, the backwards yeah. K. So Arctic, like I'm friends with, or my brother's friends with Ruben, the guy that runs Arctic. Like, can you talk about Arctic a little bit more, what that collaboration entailed?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I started seeing some of those things pop up from some of the the hockey guys I used to play with. Like, he started doing some personal logos and stuff like that. And obviously for me, um, I was just doing the YouTube stuff. and. Kind of realizing that um, there is there's an opportunity to just kind of kind of build your brand and like you kind of need like it'd be cool to have your own logo and then like kind of if fans would like it then you know get some
0: drop some like, like,
1: YouTube YouTube channel and stuff like that yeah like they can support it and like get some merch and have kind of a niche uh some t-shirts or whatever like just for a pretty once (laughs) like a little little market but represents a little cool thing and yeah so i had these ideas and i bounced around and he actually uh, messaged me and uh kind of started chatting from there and uh how it ended up working is i I came up with the design with the goalie cage and the case like that and yeah. Uh, he just kind of put it in a digital form and, um, it's it been, it's been nice to use kind of everywhere on the videos and some merch and stuff like that. So um,
0: even on your yeah. pads and mask.
1: Yeah. That's, that was a nice, nice thing with, uh, with Bauer, with the, the digit print and, and all that stuff. Cause I think Vasilevsky even last year had his personal logo on his pads and yeah. his gloves. So, um, figured other than always having Or like, guys usually have their last name or like nickname on their their pads. Then yeah, I just figured I'll put my uh, my personal logo and yeah, does it does look pretty good and it's it's simple and it's a goalie related and has my initials. So I feel like it works out perfect and um, looks good.
0: I honestly didn't even notice the goalie cage until right now when you mentioned it.
1: Yeah, that's, but, I feel like that's, uh, the thing. Like I think the nationals goalie coach was, I, I can't remember which one he said, he was like, I think he saw the two K's first. And yeah. he was like, what, what, like, why, why did you do it like that? And I was like, well, it's, it's a, a goalie cage. cage. And he's like, ah, no, I can't see it. It's like,
0: yeah, I can't see it, it either.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like the thing with, um, like people say with the Minnesota Wild logo, like for the first twenty years they only saw the the trees and the yeah the moon and just the skyline, and then when they realize there's an animal in it, they're like, "Whoa! I didn't even see it, and now that's all they can see." So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. So it works out perfect. It's simple, has the initials. You can see it's KK, and yeah. also makes the goalie mask.
0: Yeah. Not trying to give any free ads here. So, Ruben, if you're listening, you're a beauty. Keep keep up the good work. Yeah, he and keeps
1: hustling. He's always putting up yeah. stops. So it's good to see taking over.
0: Yeah, more and more clout for him. I yeah. actually play fantasy hockey with the kids. So, who's winning? Who's winning? Yeah, I don't. I don't even know right now. I'm not playing. <laughs> I'm not playing against him this week. But yeah. we're just in the same league. Yeah, but yeah anyways i think that's it do you have any last words for my audience
1: your audience um yeah i mean i think we kind of talked about the youtube channel so make sure to check that out there's it's been kind of busy now that just filming and editing and it's pretty much one episode a week but next next episode is going to be our florida road trip so that's that was pretty good cool to bring camera on there and kind of see behind the scenes of the travel and uh yeah make sure to follow on follow on socials and trying to be active there for the fans and kind of give you guys the content that you would not, normally not get
0: and your social accounts are just at cascasuo right
1: yeah just the last name
0: that's kind K- of simple, kind of hard. yeah K A S K I
1: S U O S U O. yeah
0: yeah Butchered the spell, almost butchered the spelling there.
1: Uh, just like my wife.
0: <laughs> yeah. Still getting used to hard finished last names.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can probably say it better than my wife does. She she can't figure out her own last name.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Kaz, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. I'm so grateful that you agreed to come on, and hopefully you can agree you come on in the future. Like that would be amazing.
1: Yeah. A little follow-up episode. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. Okay. Take care. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of money talks hockey. I really hope you guys enjoyed this interview and it would be, be really great if you guys could please leave me feedback in my DMs or in person. It would also be absolutely incredibly amazing if you guys could please donate to this podcast at anchor.fm slash money talks hockey slash support. Again, that is anchor.fm slash money talks hockey slash support. If you guys donate, I can make this podcast so much better in so many different ways and i really love you guys i love everyone that fucking supports me right here and it would just be absolutely amazing thank you so much again for listening peace out guys have a great week.